Welcome to the Love Reaching Community's Sermon of the Week. For more information pertaining to the life of the church, please visit our website at lrcchurch.co.za. In the beginning, it said the Spirit of God hovered over the waters. Genesis. The word there, Spirit, is Ruach. Breath of God, life. It says God breathed life into us as hum- humans, as Adam, man. And then later he goes and he takes from Adam and he makes Eve. Right? We all know this about creation. Debatable point how you believe creation happened. If you're a six-day literal day or you're a, a, a period, debatable point. Can we all agree that God is creator? And he made us. We are not some thing of chance plus matter plus energy plus random. God made us. We are made by someone as a someone for a something. Yeah? We shouted at you guys often enough from this this pulpit. You have purpose. And if you didn't know that, we're hoping that you will just submit to us shouting at you. You have purpose. God has designed you for something. There was design and creation and creativity in that. And you are called to express something of God. If you didn't know that, be informed. That's who you are. But the interesting thing is he says, let us make man in our image. And again, we have spoken about this many times. If you've just debated with me about the Trinity, you will know it's something that that is passionately here. It sits here for me. I hold it close. I ask God to speak to me about that. But we know that the triunion God is Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And then, that's, that's a definite. Show of hands, I'm hoping everybody's going to say, I believe that. God is creator. The Trinity is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. He made us in His image for a purpose. We're all there. That is more than four. It is a winning morning. Let's rush ahead. The other thing I want to say this morning is, do you realize that we live in a broken world? Yeah. Look at this side. Do you know that we as people have a fallen nature? Do you even understand that? That in ourselves we are redeemed through Christ Jesus, but imperfect. You get that? In the Garden of Eden, there was a slip up of carnality. And they chose to believe another voice other than the truth of God. And, and they get separated from the presence of God. We know this. God is creator. We are fallen. The next thing. Do you know that there is a spiritual realm? Do you know you don't have to man? Meditate and empty yourself and go into the 12 chakra and I don't know what it is. You, you don't have to do that to be in the spiritual realm. 
Now, I'm, I, the other thing you know from this pulpit, you will never hear, or hopefully you will never hear anything other than balance in God. Because now the, 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 the charismatic church has gone and taken the spiritual thing probably to the far side. And the conservative church has, has not even moved. <laughs> They're just right there. The spiritual realm is boom. And if you ask yourself, but yo, where do I fall in this? You can ask yourself, but where do you fall on this thing about the spiritual world, spiritual realm? Because if we look at Hollywood, there are things coming at us from the dark without any shape, form, a mist, a light, accompanied by music that is played in minor keys to an ominous beat. What's that coming over the hill? It is a spirit. It's coming at us. And maybe Hollywood has some sort of a take on the evilness that is there. But the Trinity is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Ruah. Breath. Life. Force of God. In the New Testament, it's described as the pneuma. The where we get pneumatics from. Has anybody ever seen how a, a small little jack car thing lifts a car? Through pneumatics and compressed oil. And, and it's, it's unbelievable what can be achieved. But that's in essence what Holy Spirit is. But Holy Spirit, does it have a form? Has anybody ever seen a bodily form of the Holy Spirit here? Well, if you did, I wanted to say, shame on you for not sharing. Have, has anybody seen the Father? Are they real? Jesus became flesh. They, we are presented with the flesh in Jesus. In what the history books record about our Savior. Holy Spirit itself, the person of the Holy Spirit. We haven't seen the form of that. I want to speculate a little bit that if we are made in the image of God, we are supposed to have something of that in us. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Expressions of it in us. We are called to be the hands and feet to this world, which is clearly what Jesus did. Clearly. I don't want to debate with you this morning whether he did it out of his own strength or the anointing of the Holy Spirit. But he clearly came and were the physical hands and feet of the Trinity right here on earth. No debate. 
But some of us will say, oh, the spiritual side is... There is something that we as a church have lost in church in general of the realness of the Spirit. Because we've either discounted it because some people have swung to the far side or we're just not comfortable with swinging at all. It's amazing. It says in Ezekiel eleven nineteen, and I will give them one heart and a new spirit. Same word, ruah. I will put within them, I will remove the heart of stone from their flesh and give them a heart of flesh. That they may walk in the statutes and keep my rules and obey me and they shall be my people and I will be their God. I want to say, is there a possibility that that Holy Spirit presence was also something that was sacrificed in the Garden of Eden? And God comes and says, but I'm desperate to give it back to you as a people. I want to give you a new spirit. I want to breathe into you. And now we get into the debate of what, what do we do? Do we get the infilling of the Holy Spirit and the baptism of the Holy Spirit? And the one means this and the other one means this. But we'll get there. Just journey with me a little bit here. Am I asking questions that you've ever asked? Or am I the only person thinking about it like this? Okay, I'm the only person. Let's just jump to my points. Romans 2.29 says... And he talks about what is a Jew, what is a Gentile, da, 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 da. And he says it's nothing other than a matter of the heart. And circumcision of the heart is by the Spirit. He calls us, what is it, body, mind, and spirit, who we are. Mind, emotions, body, hear who I am, and spirit in me. I think what the enemy has managed to do on this thing, he has taken his old age tactic, his aged old, age old tactic, and he has managed to bring distraction there. And he's, he's, he's confused us to the point where he has led us down a path that we shouldn't have gone spiritually. Where people at the age of 40 or 45, I'm 40 at the end of the year. According to the world standards, I should go to India and uh, find my spirituality. Because you can only find it after a certain age and a lot of heartache. According to the world. No, I'm just a spiritual person, you know, like I've been through this journey. Or he has taken us towards the flaky manifestations in pursuit of that. Where everything is about some sort of manifestation and not about the force and the person behind the manifestation. But he's conned us, guys. And in that... He has caused us to forget that there is a spiritual realm that we exist in as persons. And he has stripped us of our authority, of our power, of our effectiveness for God. So uh, this, 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 this message 
I wanted to say maturing in the spirit, but I think it's us just maturing in our understanding of the spiritual realm to a degree. And when you start to explore the New Testament, there are hundreds of things that you can find where he instructs us to do this in the spirit. Well, not hundreds. It's actually 29. I was exaggerating for dramatic effect. But there are certain things that he says, do this in the spirit. And that is what I'd like to explore later. But the first thing I want to say, and there is an anchor text. You will get there. Just follow me. Galatians 6 verse 10. Not the anchor text. To 20. There's a spiritual realm. But not only is there a spiritual realm that we exist in with God. There is a battle in this thing. I want to hold out to you today that the battle is not possibly for who is victorious king because we know that is undisputed, undeniably Jesus Christ. But he is coming after us and he is distracting and he is, is cashing in on our inheritance that we have this side of eternity. And he is distracting us and, and robbing us of if efficacy for God. says, finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. The devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in heavenly places. Now, if this person writes this to you, I think it's safe to assume that we have access to that realm. Because otherwise, we are doomed to succumb to Hollywood. That monster is going to get us. And not only is it going to get us, it is going to rough ride us straight into the ground. We'll be fighting a realm that you cannot access, but it can access you. What a sad state of affair if that's where God left us. There's a battle. Top to verse 14. Stand therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth, and having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and the shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace, And in all circumstances, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, praying at all times in the Spirit. The Bible says, get ready for battle. Just a few verses before that, it says your battle is not just here on flesh and blood. Let me tell you, sometimes it is flesh and blood. That, we, we've seen that. Christians are not just killed in the spirit. They are actually slaughtered across the world. That happens. But that's not the only way that the enemy can sow carnage on his people. What happened this week with me? Now I'm prepping this message on just laying a foundation about us maturing in the spirit. It was a busy week. We flew somewhere. Steve came in, 
Steve had another evening with the, the leaders. And on Thursday, there was choir practice. On Friday, we have had an event. Yesterday, it was the fun day. And in the midst of it, I have fights with everyone. Battling against flesh and blood. Exhausted, crying. Us mayors, we cry. Ugly crying. Till we have headaches. Anybody else ever cry till they have headaches? I'm telling you, I feel your pain. We're there. This week was a week from hell. Really it was. You know what happens in the thing? I battle with everybody that is standing with me. Like we are opposing people. Until you step back and you realize, dude, you're not battling something here other than a spiritual thing that wants to bring division. Where is the truth? Not to expose my wife, but we had a tiff. My wife and I are not opposite, opposite sides of the relationship. We are on the same side. But I took her out this week. Boom. She's the enemy. Where is my truth in that? Where is it? Well, listen, I have a tiff. The kids pay the, pay the penalty. I am short with them. You know, psychology, you kick the dog when you're upset with your spouse. That happens. They're not dogs. Okay, good. Sorry, guys. Where is the righteousness in that? Because they are getting what they do not deserve. Readiness for the gospel. I was exhausted yesterday at that family fund. I just wanted to be planted next to that coffee machine and behind that cash register. Nobody got any gospel out of me. Nothing. Spoke to two people about how privileged we would be if we get their kids into the school. So I did do what you, I did what you asked me to do. Fantastic fun day, by the way, yesterday. It was great. Shield of faith. We were exposed. Those fiery darts didn't just hit us. It debilitated us. I refuse to say it took us out forever, but it, it, it got a shot in, in this week. Helmet of salvation. I don't think I lost my salvation in this week, but what I did lose was the joy of my salvation. Because if you can Get us to the point where we forget that we have been saved. We are just saved. I'm saved. Whoop did you. The joy of the Lord is our strength. He robbed me of that in this week. And you know what? I didn't even see it. I just took out everybody else. That's on my side. I was the best enemy's weapon in, in God's army on our side. I don't know what to say. But you get what I'm saying. Let's go on. The word of God. 
Sad to say, but I sacrificed on my intake of the Word of God. I'm not going to, don't get panicky here. I'm still reading the Word of God. But isn't it what we do? Those difficult times come and we think this is a physical thing. So I need to throw physical resources at it. And what is the first thing that goes is my physical time must be spent on applying this thing. I want to say like the the, the great commanders of God's church before that says, I've got a very busy day. I can't just pray one hour. I must pray two. But we don't do that. Because we succumb to the spiritual attack and and a fleshly sacrifice. And then I must say, I did pray in the Spirit. It was grumbling, but it was still praying. I don't even want to read the rest of the verse. It says, making supplications for all saints. I'm just so grateful that some of you were praying for us this week. Thank you so much. Don't ever stop. There's a battle, guys. There's a battle. And we succumb to not seeing the battle. Because we've been conned and lulled and confused and distracted by the enemy. He attracts us to things that we shouldn't be attracted to till we get to the point of numbness. He takes us away from the things that's supposed to reproduce our power, our energy, our life in God. What did he do in the garden? He offered up to them something that they shouldn't have had until they were numb. It took them away from the presence of God. This is the anchor text that I felt for this maturing in the Spirit. John 16, verse 7 to 11. It says, nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment. Concerning sin, because they do not believe in me. Concerning righteousness, because I go to the Father and you will see me no longer. Concerning judgment, because the ruler of the world is judged. Guys are staring at me. Let's read it again. Either open a Bible or open an app. Let's read it. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. This is Jesus speaking to his people. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment. Concerning sin, because they do not believe in me. Concerning righteousness, because I go to the Father, and you will see me no longer. And concerning judgment, because the ruler of the world is judged. couple of points to comment on here. They were upset that Jesus said he was going away. They were upset that there was some change in the relationship. But God says, Jesus says, do not be upset about that. 
How many times do we get distracted with what God is asking us to give up? Missing what we are going to get. He says, do not be foolish that this helper that's coming is even better. His presence will be even more refreshing than mine. His teaching will be even better and wiser with more relevance and insight. Jesus was physically restricted to a geographical area. But when the Holy Spirit came, the accessibility was there for all of us across the globe. Isn't that so much better? But spiritually, we sit and say, God, I shall not move. I shall, I shall, I shall not be moved. And he's saying, do not be a fool. I want to promote you into something. But we become stagnant, stationary donkeys. Stationary? Stationary. Whatever. He says, I will just give you the helper. No need to meditate and empty yourself out. Instead, your spirituality will be sourced and, and poured out from this thing. Where the world says to us, go and empty yourself out. Forget about everything. Leave that. You need to be devoid of any emotion or anything. God says, I will fill you up. Because the kingdom is righteousness, joy in the Holy Spirit. Peace in the Holy Spirit. You don't have to empty yourself up. Let me fill you. I wish I could say that this week I allowed the Holy Spirit to be my source. I think there would have been peace in my house. A lot more peace. There is peace. Peace again. We're not breaking up or anything. We're just normal humans that sometimes have arguments and disagreements. It's normal. I think it's abnormal to leave it there, but we didn't, so it's fine. Jesus says it is good. For the first time, after he made us, does the Godhead physically express approval of something that's going to happen. That happened. Created the universe, which we all said we agreed. It says it's good. There were plants. There were animals. No, 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 no. And it says he created man. It was very good. And Jesus comes and says, it will be good for you when the helper comes. When that spirit comes that you can recognize, it is good. We as a church, as a people in him, are supposed to recognize the Holy Spirit in the spiritual realm. Instead, we see the devil behind every cloud and green fog. There is a spiritual realm. And you know what? We have the Holy Spirit, who is the authoritative spirit. He is an expression of the Godhead. He is there. I'm the only one getting excited about this. Thank you, Jesus. So the first one, there is a spiritual realm and there is a battle. 
Second one, Jesus said, it is good. It is good. The third one, it's got four quick points. We are to live in it and to excel in it. 1 Peter 4 verse 6, it says, For this is why the gospel was preached even to those who are dead, that though judged in the flesh the way people are, they might live in the spirit the way God does. We are supposed to be like our dad. We are supposed to imitate him. If in the past you shied away from spiritual things, I want to say don't. He's there. He's asking you, come, be like me and trust me in this journey. For some of us, it's going to be foreign territory. It's a journey I haven't traveled before. I want to say, not only is God there, but we, your community, is there with you. For some of us, we are going to take this thing and run towards every type of manifestation and little thing that we can see in that. And God is saying, am I, am I, am I there where you are? Because I, I'm here. I, I want you to be here in spiritual things. Don't run ahead. That's one of the other scriptures. It says, keep in step with the Spirit. If you want to be called a son and a daughter of God, keep in step with the Spirit. The second one, Ephesians 4, 22 to 20. 22 to 24 says, put off your old self, which belongs to your former manner of life and is corrupt through deceitful desires and to be renewed in the spirit of your minds and to put on the new self created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. When you choose to take God with you into this journey of spirit-led pursuit of Him, changes you into his likeness. You become that peaceable person that your family needs. You become that honest person that your employer needs. And then we can all look like some of the other mighty Christians. <laughs> Second Corinthians 3, 4 to 6. Such is the confidence that we have through Christ towards God. Not that we are sufficient in ourselves to claim anything as coming from us, but our sufficiency is from God. He who has made us sufficient to be ministers of a new covenant, not the letter, but of the Spirit. For the letter kills, but the Spirit gives life. Unfortunately, many things in life bear fruit. Has anybody seen how quickly weeds can spread? Terry and I walked here the, behind the, the tennis courts. There was a little blackjack. My goodness, what's it? Three months, four months later, Trevor and I go there, there's a tree. And it's got tiny little black things everywhere. It gives life. But when we are in God, in the spiritual realm, we will give birth to life in Him. Not our own spiritual manifestations. It's not what it's about. It's pursuing Him in the Spirit. His manifestation. Him ultimately. 
The fourth one. Too nervous to give the reference because Duan is going to outquote me. Acts 1 verse 8. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. A lot of us use this scripture for outreaches and, and motivating mission trips and, and where we, we should go. We, we've received the Holy Spirit, therefore we must go. This thing also says that it's not just power to go and do what is impossible in your mind, but it's also strength to live every day. In Him we have our being. When our spirits are full, we live in the power of God. We can carry on. For me, what happened this week, I had to stop, arrest myself and say, come dude, what is going on? Recognize the attack of the enemy. Recognize where it's coming from. And then what? Fill yourself in your spirit, man, with that which is pleasing to him. And all of a sudden, it dissipates, and I can be the peacemaker that he has called me to be. When we understand that we are called to be like the Trinity, and there's a spiritual element of us, and we allow God to restore that in us, you know what it happens? You know what happens is, is our physical living gets, gets less affected because we make decisions from a spiritual reality in Christ. It sounds like I'm trying to confuse you. But if I know spiritually God has called us to live in a certain way victorious, my physical decisions will not be to go and indebt ourselves to the hilt because we are called to live free in Him for the nations. But if I live in the physical and I see all the nice cars, Parked around my suburb. I will make a physical decision from a physical motivation. And I omit that which God has sent the Holy Spirit to come and make alive for us now. I miss it. For us to be restored and renewed spiritually in the Holy Spirit means our decisions and our lives are less affected by the calamities of this world. And we can stand and we can say, it is well with my soul. No matter what circumstances, it is well. I can accomplish much with God in the Spirit. Much, much more than what I can accomplish in my own strength. Jesus says in closing, John 16, 21, uh, uh, 16.12, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. When the Spirit of truth comes, He will guide you into all truth. For He will not speak on His own authority, but whatever He hears, He will speak, 
and he will declare to you the things that are to come. He will glorify me, for he will take what is mine and declare it to you. All that the Father has is mine. Therefore, I said that he will take what is mine and declare it to you. You want to bring glory to God. Declare what is Jesus's. His character, his nature, who he is. If you get to a space where you can't worship God, I want to say, go and ask God, what is going on in my spiritual life? Because when that thing is alive, you should be able to express the greatness of Jesus Christ. You should be able to overflow with the joy of your salvation. You should be able to tell people about who Jesus is without any hesitation. Why don't you stand with me? Father, I pray that this morning, as we have, or I have tried to make sense, Lord, of what you gave me, and I've tried to bring it to your children, God, won't you breathe life over it and make it come alive in hearts, bring revelation and bring conviction in the Spirit, Lord. God, that we won't be ineffective living just out of the physical, but we will start to be effective living out of the spiritual where you inspire, you lead, you enable your ruah, your breath of life, your pneuma, your power and your strength is upon us, God. Even now, Lord, won't you come and consume that which is clouding our minds, that we can't see where we are and see what we are doing. We can experience you unfiltered in the spiritual. Father, as, as your peace invades minds now, why don't you come and renew spirits now? Like you've promised in Ezekiel, you will give us a new spirit. already filled us, Holy Spirit, to the brim. Come and be the force that renews us continually. Our minds. It enables us to, to stand in spiritual victory. To operate from spiritual inspiration from you, God. Holy Spirit, I pray for your infilling in people your manifest presence in lives. Might not be able to see your shape or your form, Holy Spirit, but we can sh see you at work. We can, we can experience the, the wind of the Spirit, the peace that surpasses understanding, the growth of character, the understanding of your word. I ask you as a people, come and inhabit our lives, Lord. Holy Spirit, come. like God wants to renew minds this morning. Maybe before you didn't see yourself as being a spiritual being that is part of a spiritual realm and that there is a spiritual battle going on. 
He is the victorious one. You don't have to succumb to fear or dread. You just want to say, God, how can I be effective for you? Maybe you never understood in the spirit how when he says to you, come away with me, my beloved. That that's also something he wants to do for you. It's scripture that says, kingdom of God, Holy Spirit, righteousness, joy and peace. Maybe you just want to say, sorry God, that I have allowed my physical to rule over your realities in the spiritual. Like I did this week. I succumbed to my physical nature and I missed moments with God and with my family. Just lay it down. It's not even a big thing. He just comes and he says, as you lay it down, I make it new. And he breathes hope into it again. Come, Holy Spirit, come. Already asked this morning, come and consume us, holy fire. We may be more like you, more for you. Come, Holy Spirit. Renew and restore. Promise that He will give us a new spirit because He will circumcise our hearts, which is life in the spirit. Maybe you're just very tired and exhausted physically. And he wants to breathe his ruah into you when he did, when he restored you, when he said, you are now my child. Just let him renew you. Let him breathe over that tired part of your body and your mind. Let him breathe life into it again like he did with Adam and Eve. And he said, this is my life over you. Receive it. It's free. (laughs) He will do it. He will breathe life over you. Maybe you have sold yourself for what somebody offered. And you've made a sacrifice of your life. And God this morning is saying, come back to the spirit that I can show you what you are worth. He wants to just restore you. He wants to breathe over you. Say, this is who you are. My beloved, I will take you away with me. I will spend intimate time with you as if it's just you and I in this world. Let him do that this morning. Let him be your spiritual source of peace this morning. Where he says, when you are the one that accepts me, I will be the one who accepts you. I'm standing there. Will you choose me afresh and anew this morning? Maybe all you need to do this morning is you haven't slipped away, but he's just become more of a negotiation and a compromise in your life. And you just want to say, God, I choose you. Holy Spirit, I choose more of you. Holy Spirit, I I choose the truth you speak, not what I feel. Your truth in my life. Let him do that for you this morning.